Welcome to God Talks with Joey Oswald. Hello, it's a great day to have a great day. And today I get to talk to Chad Rhodes on this episode of God Talks. Go ahead and give Chad a round of applause. Let's go. Let's go, Chad. Give us a quick two-minute autobiography of your life whenever you're ready. All right, let me pull up my timer. This is the one thing that I was most nervous for, and I told you that already. I know. You told right. me that. <laughs> so I'm going to untraditionally start from right now and go backwards, sort of, and maybe okay. jump around, because that's just how my brain works. Mm-hmm. So I am a dude living in the woods in Oregon, sort of. Um, my dog and I live in a double wide which is very true to our brand. What was it with my brand again? Off the grid. What is it? Off, Off script. script. Yep. Already doing it. And uh, we moved out here from Cleveland, Ohio, where I was coaching wrestling before <clears throat> with John Carroll Blue Streaks. Before that, I was coaching some other Blue Streaks where you and I share a bit of a bond there. We got to be athletes. We got to be students. We got to be coaches. For the Lake Blue Streaks, Rock'em. Shout out to everybody from Lake. Rock'em. Rock'em. That's right. I got to teach there. Um, I was Mr. Rhodes for a while. Before that, I was Chad Thomas, Troy Rhodes, McArdle when I was born. And I'm sure there's a bunch of things filled in between, but I probably can't talk too much about all of those because I know both of our parents are going to listen to this. And there's a lot of mischief that I don't want them to know about specifically yeah. your mom because i feel like she'd come after me with a club yeah but uh i get that a lot more than you think yeah yeah i'm sure you do and that puts me at about a minute 25 so if i fill in maybe three more seconds here we can round it up to two and there it is all right what's your favorite color and what is your birthday favorite color is red birthday is september 2nd 1989 all right perfect that that's two minutes now that was incredible the part that you were most nervous for is officially over. Thank, um, thank I'm just the Lord. so pumped. Yeah, thank the Lord. Well, we're not there yet. Don't go talking okay. about the Lord yet. Um, okay, I was ready for it. But I'm just so pumped. I am so excited. Chad, you've just always kind of been around my life, you know? It's, I don't remember <laughs> a time when you weren't there. I mean, I do have a bad memory, but yeah, I just remember growing up in the wrestling room you, your dad, yeah. Sam, always around. Um, then I heard that my mom and your dad went to school dance together. And I <laughs> thought for a long time we were brothers, but we're not. My dad's great. We are. Your dad's right? great. We are. Yeah. But. That was part of the two-minute um, biography that I forgot to put in there is that I think you and I are honorary members of each other's family. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I'd agree with that. You're just an incredible guy. Um, you remind me of the guy from the Dos Equis commercial. Um, oh. <laughs> the most interesting man alive, you know? That's that, uh, what Coach Klein would call me. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You're always doing something different. You'll you'll FaceTime me and just be climbing a mountain. I'm like, what the heck, bro? <laughs> it's a Monday night. Don't you have work tomorrow? I'd be playing hooky the next day if I'm doing something like that. <laughs> but yeah. Always play hooky incredible guy anytime jake and i go and do something even remotely wild we think what would chad Rhodes do right now and <laughs> we usually facetime you and you cheer us on so yeah, yeah a vital role. ran a marathon mm, well 
Yeah, we went 26.2 miles. It wasn't all running. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that still counts. And then what did you do? Didn't you go like 27 miles? 27.69. You just um, had to beat us. I had to get into the like ultra club because my mom, my dad, my brother, and I was like, enough's enough. I need to join this club and just get this monkey off my back. So what's the ultra? Like what is considered? I, I, my understanding is it's anything beyond America. Okay. And so I just had to join the club. I'm in it now. Um, Good. So I'm done running forever. <laughs> You're a big biker though cyclist I, I do like to do that yeah i don't do this with anyone else who comes on here but there's just too much that people need to know about you that you can't cover <laughs> in your two minute autobiography so plus people don't even know what you look like now they know you were born in 89 but yeah you look way cooler than that dude that's really nice thing you are always so good at saying such nice things to people especially me and i love it I only say it to people who deserve it. And I know I should say it to everyone, but you deserve it. So I'm saying it to well, you. I'm saying it back to you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I ask everyone who comes on here to give me a 60 second gospel. And this is just your understanding or interpretation of Christianity. And I ask mm -hmm. everyone this before I even get their beliefs <clears throat> about God. Because I think yeah. everyone, for the most part, has been exposed to Christianity and Jesus. I mean, Utah history, we, we learn about that yeah. in, in history class, even if you don't necessarily learn of him the same way you would in a church. But we've all, we all have some sort of understanding of yeah. what Christianity is. So if you can somehow condense that down into 60 seconds or less, whenever you're ready. I, I'm not going to start my timer on this one, but my condensed version of Christianity is... I think something unique about Christianity in the story of Christianity is that, you know, the creator, God, gave his son to the creation, us. And, you know, Jesus, I believe, is both a historical and a symbolic figure. Um, I think the symbology of, of Jesus is that God is within us, because if God gave us Jesus, I think that that is <clears throat> God being a part of who we are. And I think that that's something very much overlooked about Christianity is that, you know, God is outside of us, around us, but God is also inside of us. And wow. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's the overlooked portion of Christianity, especially. Dang. I've never really heard that before. Um, I don't know how to respond because that was just not what I was expecting, but that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. So. All right, so many questions, but let's just get into yeah. the next the next let's big question I have, and this will take up the bulk of the interview, but it's mm -hmm. do you believe in God? Yes, no, I don't know, and then tell me why or why not. And I know that's a loaded question, so you can answer yeah. however you want. So I love um, you know, I, I binged quite a bit of your episodes last night as I was prepping for this, looking at the outline you sent that I love. And I really was, I was pretty nervous to answer this question until mm -hmm. I heard multiple guests say the same thing that I, you know, the conclusion of like, it changes throughout my life. You know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. But there's a lot of times where it's like, yes, absolutely. I believe in God. And there's other times where it's like, there's no way that yeah. a God would allow for this to happen. But yeah, I do. I do overall. I believe in 
a creator. I believe in <clears throat> God. I often call it the universe. Um, I like to give God a lot of different names. Sometimes they're mean. Mostly they're nice. Wow. I love that openness. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate it from your former guest. Or I might have just been like, yep. Yeah, Praise he's God. real. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And that I've had a lot of people who were nervous to come on here because they don't believe in God. And I was like, yeah. I, I understand it because putting yourself out there is so scary. You know, um, you're going to be judged. And yeah. once this podcast gets super famous, everyone's going to know you're. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to be after this one. We're going <laughs> off. But I was like, hey, I'm not here to argue with anyone or mm-hmm. I, I don't even put my beliefs out really on the on the podcast. I'm willing to talk to anyone about them. But this is all about me just being interested in people and. I learned that from you. A lot of the times I'll be with you. Um, I remember going on a bike ride, me, you and Jake, and you just stopped and talked to everyone. And <laughs> you were you were genuinely just interested in people. And I felt the same way. Like I feel the same way about people, but I wasn't as yeah. outgoing about it. And then I kind of went over the top and I started asking people too many questions <laughs> and they were just annoyed with me. And yeah, there's a balance. Yeah. So I'm trying to find a balance. Um, well, Going back to that gospel, you know, one of the, my gospel I shared, one of the reasons why I love to do that is, uh, is, is to learn more about people is, is that, you know, God is within all of us. And so I think you can find it like the scummiest person ever. And it's interesting to like peel back the layers of the human, the person, the ego, and find the God within them. And it's like, it can be so beautiful when you connect more with, yeah. with people. You're always doing that with people. You'll hear people not gossiping, but just saying negative things. And you just kind of yeah. cringe. And you're like, whoa, this person has done <laughs> so many awesome yeah. things. And you're picking the one bad thing about them. Yeah. And you just have that optimistic mm-hmm. outlook on life. But how did you get it? Well, let's go back. How Did you grow up believing in God? Did you grow up going to church? How mm. have your beliefs in God evolved from the minute you came out? And where were you born? Akron, Ohio? Akron, Ohio, grew up in Hartville. I'm a Hartvillian. What was um, your childhood like with God? You know, it was, it was, I think it was great for, for me because my parents didn't make me go to church, but I was exposed to the church. Um, my grandparents would take me, I stayed, it, it, this is super similar to like what Myers, Drew Myers, Andrew Myers, mm-hmm. um, shout out to his design. Uh, actually, I'm sitting next to a picture he gave me. So um, he's incredible. Him. Yeah, he's a great guy. And uh, it was similar to his, though. Like, I, I I was only forced to go and I would stay the night at somebody's house who was forced to go as well. Mm. Um, but I, I, I liked it, aside from the part where I had to wake up early. It was interesting to learn about this guy, Jesus. What kind dad. of church did you go to? Um, I, I don't remember so much when I was really young. Just, you know, good Protestant, non-denominational, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then for a little bit, the Kleins would take me. They would, you know, Coach Klein. Oh, yeah. His, yeah, Tracy and then their sons. Um, Brock and Zach were close to my age. So we would go to youth group together at the chapel in North Canton. And for like okay. three years, I was going just about every Sunday. And uh, I was beautiful. I think we had a great pass rate. We had a great group. And, you know, I was really in love, but that might be like peak. 
I was in love with the Christian God. I mean, I got a, a tattoo of a cross. What age were you like in love with the Christian God? I think it was probably uh, my freshman year until I graduated. I was like, yep, like 100% Christianity. Like, I was going to ruin with Scott Mattingly. Would you talk to people, like try and convert them? No, I never really actually cared for that part of Christianity. Okay. I thought that part was a little, um, like, imperialistic, but I understand, like, the good motivation behind it. But for mm-hmm. me, I was like, no, people get, to, people get to walk their own path, and I can be gentle, maybe. But, like, the evangelist type of, you need to convert to this, or you're going to spend eternity in fire and brimstone. I was like, that doesn't add up. Like, God wouldn't be like that, yeah. right? That's a big leap. Um, so how did your, I'm just curious because I've never really talked to you about it. Did your parents ever go to church? Would Sam and Riley go with you at all? What were like their experiences? Was it similar? Uh, I, I mean, they both grew up, mom, my mom and dad grew up religious. And because of that, I think they we're like we are not going to put this on our kids i I've might heard have that church. from like yeah. everyone i've talked to <laughs> isn't that funny like yep. i hear them yeah and so i mean i'm i think sam and riley had a similar experience with christianity where they went to a friend's house mm-hmm. on saturday night sunday they were going to church um, what about family members like uh like grandma grandpa or aunt and uncles would they ever go and take you just um my my dad's parents would take me okay um they would take me i never went actually to my mom's side it's catholic and i think i went to like one mass and was like this is weird (laughs) (laughs) this is very different than what i'm used to going with anybody else yeah that is that is very interesting um so what about like Christmas and Easter? Would you guys go as a family or no? No, no. CEOs, we weren't we weren't those. You uh, listen to my as well. Yeah. Um no, I think I went with a couple of girlfriends in like high school. Okay. But no, that 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 seemed like so poser to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't want to be super you didn't want to be the the typical Christian kid, huh? Yeah, no. I was going to be one of those cool ones. So what happened when you, would you say there was a moment you were quote unquote saved? Were you baptized when you were going to the chapel and ruined? Uh, never been baptized. I think honestly, similar to your mom, it was like uh, just singing, like singing in a large group is very, I think that's a really easy way to tap into the God inside of us. And Mm. there were just, Maybe not one moment in particular, but a, a bunch where there was just a me and my dog squeaking on the floor. Oh, yeah. Shout out to your dog. You haven't talked about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Lolo. She's here. She's She doesn't like it when I talk on the, the devices. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no one particular moment. A handful of just really singing in the church and feeling that in your heart. That's awesome. And that you, that was the majority of your high school. You got a tattoo. What's your tattoo? <clears throat> I have a, a cross on the inside of my arm. Okay. And then you have a Bible verse, right? I do. Yeah, I have Isaiah forty one thirteen on my thigh. What is that? Uh, it's 
Do not worry, child, for I am your father. I'm holding your hand and I'm not letting go. Oh, that's yeah, no, awesome. that's my dad, you know? Yeah. And you got that when, were you 18? 16. 18. 18. 18. I turned 18 and like two days later went and got it. Because wrestling season was approaching. And I was like, I'm going to look so cool in my scene right now. Absolutely. And then you had tattoo strength, which mm-hmm. almost worked out for you. Almost. I needed maybe just a couple more, or maybe like one more line. That's something I've talked to you way too much about, the heartbreak. Yeah. Um, and that's another question I want to ask. But before that, um, what what happened when you got like 18 out of high school and you started not having doubts, maybe doubts, yeah. but you just started rethinking the way you thought about religion and God? I had the pretty typical, like, I think leaving Lake High School experience that a lot of my friends and people I talk with had of like, you leave the bubble that is Hartville and Uniontown. And even though I was just going like to the town over in Alliance, you know, I didn't have the protection of the adults of Lake. Mount Union, right? <clears throat> yep. So I went to Mount Union. And, and when you don't have that like dome of all these adults looking out for you all the time, and it's more like, you're all right, you go, go be a, a man now. And, mm-hmm. you know, you mess up a lot. You mess it up a lot, makes you start to question things. And then you just learn about other things too. Like I was in a religion class. Um, you know, I'm also like, this is something that your mom and my mom will like to hear, but I'm also like smoking weed. And I think that that just kind of makes your brain operate in different ways and see God in different ways. And so I think that's really like the big variables that made me start to go like, wait, mm-hmm. hold on. <laughs> yeah. So did you stop going to church when you went off to college? I did. I haven't been to church in a long time. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I just by choice. I do. I, I like to say that, you know, we all find our own church and my church is when I'm running off the trails with my dog, my church is when I'm paddleboard. Hmm. My church is when I'm riding my bike. And so <clears throat> I think it's great. People can enjoy it on a Sunday, but I'm like, man, I'll go to church every day if I can. It's, it's my church. Wow. So who is, or what is God to you? Is it a person, a spirit? When you gave your 60 second gospel, you referred to yeah. God as him, but that was because yeah. Christianity, but then you talked about God being the, the universe. So I guess, just yeah. what is God to you? God is everything. God, God is absolutely everything. Um, you know, the, the Jesuits where I went to, so I, I went to John Carroll for graduate school and where I was coaching wrestling. Um, that's one of their like core philosophies or practices to see God in everything. Oh, really? And I love that. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. Um, that's what I had written on my whiteboard in my room. Um, I try to see that every day so that I remind myself, but that's why I think God is. God is everything. And uh, it's not so, just like this one dude up in a cloud. It's, he's every, they are whatever, everything. So yeah, they, that's, that's an interesting topic. Um, yeah. But so I guess, do you think God is a spirit, a being or more so I guess I don't know. That's what I'm trying. When you think of God, what do you think of? 
the good energy, like you, okay. energy yeah just just the energy combining forces that put put us all together us all like the grass i'm looking at outside my window my dog the plants in my house even some of the things that aren't living um, experiences moments that is what god is it's all of that do you pray to god yeah yeah i do what do you envision when you're praying um so i also meditate and i try to envision the same thing when i meditate which is like just um i try to make it like blank and like loose like i let go of trying to have a vision of something mm. dang so is it just like black uh i don't it's it's so hard to describe like it's not yeah. it's just this non-tangible force and energy when i try to envision it dang that's so crazy i think it's so cool you can be in a room full of like a huge church praying and i think every single person is envisioning mm-hmm. something different um and like you said i don't know that there is a a right answer <laughs> yeah so i think that is that's super cool and i ask all these questions about what you believe who god is cuz i'm super curious into how yeah. you got these beliefs how have your beliefs in god evolved since you were born until right now oh man like that's a loaded one yeah. Answer however you want. Um. Again, I, I'll tie it to that. Uh, God is within us. I think a lot of my vision, my belief, the way I see and feel God, has been um, through internal battles that I've had with myself. So, you know, when I work on myself, I'm I'm working towards. Um, working towards being more like God, being more God-like. To work on myself, work on anything, you do have an internal struggle. You have to battle <clears throat> the devil. I'm like saying quote here, I have to battle the devil. And like, as you're doing that, you're creating and evolving and changing the vision that you have of God. Okay. So would you classify yourself or identify as a Christian or as a part of any religion? Um, a, a Christian in some ways, for sure. You know, I think that's where my, uh, <clears throat> my roots in religion are planted. Mm-hmm. And I think the story of our creator giving us not even, not, not just creation, but also being like, Hey, I'm gonna put so much skin in this game that I'm actually gonna create like another version of myself in the form of my son as a human and put him on this planet. And wow. And I think that's like a, a part of Christianity that I love and that I kind of adhere to. Uh, but I, I, I think that to just say that you are just a Christian, like I don't know, if there's other there's other cool. I mean, like Buddhism is really cool. Hinduism is so colorful, and that's a, that's a cool religion. Um, I think the <clears throat> sacredness and the rituals of Islam is is absolutely beautiful. It's such a clean and tight religion. And same with Judaism. And so like put all of pick your favorite parts of all these religions and make it you in every walking day of your life. That's so cool. Well, first of all, I had a question that yeah. you just kind of answered, but uh I'll ask it anyway. But before that, we I remember being with you and we talked to uh, 
some people who were Hindu and you were yeah. just so interested and you talked about how you had learned about that in school. And I think that's something interesting about you is you actually studied religion and history. And so you do know a lot about other religions and you have this more open mindset. And I'm sure there's some people who study different religions and they still stick with, with Christianity and say, this is it. Um, mm -hmm. But since you have studied other religions, how, what was, was there like a turning point or something, maybe a course you were taking that you said, Hey, it's, it's not just one, but it, it could be all of these. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's a really good question. And it's one I've never really been asked or had to answer, but it's mm -hmm. one where I've always had to answer in mind. It's, I had this professor for my intro to religion class at Mount Union. His name was Dr. Hudson, younger guy at the time, probably in his 30s. And uh, he had, he's so intelligent, like such an intelligent, very calm guy, covered in tattoos, like all over. He even had some neck tattoos, which, you know, for Mount Union, that's probably like, what are you doing? <laughs> tattoos? And then he also had like gauged ears. Um, and at the beginning of the course, <clears throat> he was like, I want all of you to try to guess what my religion is by the end of this course. And wow. he taught that course so in depth. We covered all of the major, I think six or seven religions that by the end of it, I was like, I have no idea, but I just know he's not like a Western religion. There's no way mm -hmm. he's not covered in tattoos is is christian or anything that we would associate with the western block and he's catholic no way yeah he's catholic and so when i found that out it like hit me like a ton of bricks of like this guy is a practicing catholic but the whole time i thought for sure he was going to say i'm buddhist or hindu or sikh or something well not sikh because he wasn't dressed appropriately but what about atheist do you ever think that or did you always uh, yeah. know he believed in God? I, I did, you know, I did think atheist, that's a good question. I didn't have come to mind, but that, that was definitely high up in the runnings, but definitely not Catholic. Yeah. Especially and, Catholic, like maybe yeah. non-denominational, but yeah. But wow. the way he just taught that class while having his heart, you know, married to Catholicism. I was like, this is how I need to approach my my religion is to learn as maybe not learn as much because I don't as much anymore, but to understand these religions, their core values, and like take from them what and is in alignment with my core values. That's crazy that that he was Catholic. Did he ever tell you why? Did he have any arguments for Catholicism being true or anything like that? No, no, in true Dr. Hudson form. He literally waited until like the very last eight seconds of class to just like, we're all sitting on the edge of our seat. Like, he's going to tell us, what's he going to tell us? Like, we have no time left in class. And just like, all right, everybody have a good summer. I'm Catholic. And we all were just like, what? <laughs> what? And then like, that was it. Class dismissed. He was gone. Wow. That is wild. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But that, that leads me to another question. What? reasons do you have for believing in god or for believing in whatever it is that you believe in do you think i mean you had talked about the problem of evil and how that's probably an argument against god for some people um yeah so what 
reasons do you have for believing in God at all? Well, again, it was super validating to hear some of your previous guests say something similar to what I had to say. And, you know, your mom used faith. I think Drew also used what I'm using is, is feeling like it's so much of it really is like a, a feeling and it ebbs and flows. And sometimes I still to this day, I'm like, there's no way God exists. Like there's no way. <clears throat> but then when I do know he exists and I do have strong faith, it's just like an overwhelming feeling. It's, 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 it's just caused by so many little things that we do in our life. You feel it, which to super intelligent people, they're like, that's stupid. Like without evidence, how can you truly believe in something? Well, who cares what you think? I'm going to go ahead and feel this way, think this way. So, yeah, that's difficult. And that's such an issue nowadays, especially, I think I'd asked you about why science and religion are, are pitted against each other. And you had yeah. given me an, an answer. I think you talked about the Jesuits. Um, yeah. But it is. I mean, everything nowadays, we're, we're categorized into these boxes and you have to choose one or the other. And that's how people view yeah. you. And you're very like off script. You don't, you don't conform yeah, I, to anything 100%. I think that's cool because you have an open mind and you're able to, to communicate and appreciate the good things and everything. Yeah. And so that's super cool. Um, so this personal feeling that, that you've talked about, is that a feeling you only get when, when it's God? Or do you also get it when just like good things happen? Huh, that's a good question. I, I think I most feel it, <clears throat> you know, like that state of flow that people have talked about. Yeah. I think <clears throat> that's when I feel God the most. Um, mm. Like you might be able to relate to this of like, you're just, you're having the best wrestling drill session ever where everything is just you're moving exactly where you need to be moving your drill partners reacting to you exactly the way that they need to and you're doing the same for them and there's just like this smooth dance that's happening and and your thoughts are gone and you're just it's just that moment it's just you the mat your drill partner and and, and movement and i think wow. that's like yeah like and some people get it when they're running, you know, some mm -hmm. people get it when they're <clears throat> doing arithmetic. I don't know what it is, but we're all able to tap into this flow state. And I think that's like when you really feel God. So it's something good. And it's that flow state. When, when's the best feeling you've ever had? Like that best flow state. Is there a thing that pops out in your mind? <clears throat> There's a couple. Um, I have to, get my bearings so a lot of times when i feel that too i, I do get emotional so to make sure when i tap into those memories i don't <laughs> do that <laughs> um often for me i think the easiest way for me to get into it now is on a bike hmm. uh, you know one of the reasons why i live out here is it's it's so beautiful and like i think that outward beauty can like or not outward, but like beauty coming into you, the outside beauty of the world can really start to influence your ability to get to a flow state. And so like, if I'm just ripping it down a straight road that goes into these, you know, snow-capped mountains, and I have these massive pine trees to the left and right of me, I'm able to really be like, look at what 
God, the creator, everything, the universe has put for all of us here. And I just rip it. And like, you know, one specific time was the first time I did it out here. And I just like had my headphones in and it was a really good part of a song. It was like climaxing as I was hitting this really nice straightaway to the mountains. And I just started like sobbing on my bike. I was just like crying, but cranking away. And it was like this serious moment with God. Wow. Dang. And that's something that you can't really explain to anyone else. You know, like there's no scientific evidence for it, but I mean, you feel it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And you had mentioned that Jesus is both historical and symbolic and that piqued my curiosity. What do you mean by that? So like historic as in like Jesus actually walked this earth, like, I, I think that we have enough evidence as historians to confidently say that Jesus Christ was a living human being, a living deity, whatever, on this planet. And so that's like the historic, <clears throat> like he's completely non-fictional in that sense. And then the symbolic is um, he's, a, he's a gift from everything. He's a gift from God, the creator, to us to symbolize that God is actually within us as well. Oh, okay. That's it. Did you learn about the historical Jesus while you were in school at all? Um, here and there. I mean, you know, in the religion class came up, um, was mentioned in some of my like Western Civ classes. Nothing like I wouldn't take like a full course on. Okay. I think that's interesting and something that I don't really talk to anyone about, but I mean, I went to school for history, too, and they talked a lot about the historical method um, and like what what they use to determine whether uh, a document is historically reliable Mm -hmm. and and things like that. And then I've come to find that a lot of people, I mean, obviously apply that same historical method and historical criticism to the Bible. And that's Mm -hmm. one thing that really that was super interesting to me, because most people who read the Bible, they read it as god's word and they don't care whether or not it's reliable but then there are people out there who do care and they say hey this book is actually reliable and just recently i mean not recently but if you're thinking of since the beginning of time uh a lot of people didn't believe jesus was an actual person and now Mm -hmm. it's it's a consensus that yes we do know certain things um, because of this historical method that we know Jesus was a person, he walked this earth, mm-hmm. good teachings, whatever. And so that was super interesting to me that you had mentioned that historical part. And there's that that nerd historian coming out in you. <laughs> hey, you felt it too, man, you nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're you a nerd, also, I'm a nerd. Yeah, we're all nerds. But <laughs> you, you had mentioned the, the devil. Um, and I forget how you brought it up, but you did bring it up. <laughs> Um, but what is that to you? Is that an actual thing? Is that just the bad in the world? Um, like, what is that? Um, for me, it's like completely, well, maybe not completely, but not what I was taught from the Bible. Like, it doesn't I don't have horns. And... Yeah, I don't even think the devil is actually a real, like, person. I think the devil, and again, the devil's within us too. Like, the devil is resistance. That is what the devil is. The devil is the voice in your head that says you can't do it or the voice that says you don't need to go out for a run or like 
this doesn't mean anything. Like that's that's the devil. That's that's it's resistance. Dang. Dang, I've never thought about it like that. That is super interesting though. Um with your beliefs regarding God, do you believe in an afterlife? I thought all right, well <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one that's like um it's a room with many open doors to me. And what I mean by that is like my any given day I could believe one position on an afterlife over another it's just so hard because like how can you how can you really know you know like we're not gonna know until we know Mm -hmm. but i think there's something there's there's probably something that's cool i remember learning about transcendentalism in school and just the different yeah different takes on an afterlife and specifically i remember an interview that i watched with jack johnson and how his take about just being connected in nature after mm-hmm. you die and how that's where he feels his dad and that kind of shifts my mind into yeah. thinking about the afterlife because you know you, as kids you're taught about sunday school and and yeah uh, their picture of heaven and an afterlife is drastically different even from those main religions that you learned about in your religion course so that's just mm-hmm. super interesting to me um, yeah and another question i ask every single person who comes on here is what is the big bang theory and I ask them this because both Christians and non-Christians or both um, believers and non-believers use the Big Bang Theory to defend and support their beliefs. And I think it's so interesting that they use the same evidence or the same finding to support their drastically different views. And we were all taught the Big Bang Theory at some point, learn about it in school. I mean, I couldn't really tell you what it is, but yeah. I'm just curious what you think it is. <laughs> I was like so afraid of this question (laughs) i guess i I never really thought about this other than like you know it was when there was just a bunch of matter that exploded like that's that's what it is in a nutshell um if i'm going to tie it to something spiritual or religious it's as simple as well the creator had to start somewhere you know (laughs) like Mm. um so that i think that's kind of where i stand on it simply is like it is what science tells us it is. And then if you want to do anything beyond it, that's up to you, man. Like if you want to say that it's just a bunch of matter leaking from another dimension through like a wormhole, like, cool. Good for you. That's totally fine. As far as we know, it's just one block of matter that is expanding and eventually it'll constrict back into that block and then expand again. But yeah, I guess religiously God had to start somewhere, bro. Dang, that's cool. I love that answer. That's not really what I was expecting from you, but that's sweet. That's why I love talking <laughs> things that we probably wouldn't normally talk about. I mean, we do talk about a lot of these things, but yeah, this in detail, that is super cool. Um, but how, how do you see science and not even religion, but science and faith or science and God, like working together? Um. With an open mind, I, you know, back to the Jesuits, I, I can appreciate and respect their view on the natural world so much because they do take into account science as they um, practice their own religious belief system. And I think that's really important. It's like, have an open mind. And don't be so stiff and rigid. That'll keep you from a flow state if you're being stiff and rigid. That'll mm. keep you from God if you're being stiff and rigid. So be open and know that 
you know what? There might be a page in the Bible that's wrong. Like, that's totally fine. You know what? There might be a page in a science book that's wrong. So what? There's a lot of right to it as well. And so be calm, be patient, be open. Dang, I love that. Calm, patient, open. That's how you live your life. That's for sure. I try to see that. (laughs) But you have you talked about the problem of evil and how that's led to a lot of doubts in your life. And how do you deal with that now? How do you reconcile a beautiful, all loving creator with all the horrible things that happen? I just a good question too. I try to keep things simple and I go back to what works for me to get back into that like vision with God and um, uh, there's a lot of science around this quote that I'm going to say of um, mood follows action and I think that that can change all over the place so you could replace mood with like religion follows action so like your religious belief system is going to change based on the action that you take for me the action that I need to take to positively impact myself back onto uh, the good or the flow state is I got to get out and I got to run. I got to get out. I got to go with, I got to hug my dog. I have to do these things that are like bringing me back to the creator, to the universe, to everything. Wow. Dang. That's interesting. Yeah. You keep it simple. Don't, don't muscle dick it. If you flex too hard, you're going to fall right off that horse, man. Like <laughs> you got to start with something small. I, just write down what you're grateful for. Think about what you're grateful for. And then the next thing, make it a little bit harder. Now go do pull-ups and think about what you're grateful for. Mm. Go for a run, you know? Keep it simple and then build on it. Are you, do you feel like you're thinking too much? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Because yeah. like the way, I think from the outside, it appears that you just do whatever feels right. Like you want to go for a run, you go for a run. But at the same time, I've talked to you enough to realize you are just constantly thinking and you're constantly trying to figure things out. And ultimately you've reached this conclusion of, you know, you have this optimistic outlook. So how did you get there? Have you always had that sort of trying to find the good in everything? Hmm. I know I've always thought a lot Shout out to my mom for him and that trade off me. Um, and now it's, it's funny as an adult, I see it in her. Mm-hmm. But uh, trying to be, I think a lot of the optimism came from the Lake Wrestling Room. Mm-hmm. You might be able to relate to this or validate it, but that was something that was like etched into us, you know? Here, let, let's start with this look good, feel good. Yep, you are good. Exactly. Like we were just kind of taught to be overwhelmingly positive and optimistic in an environment that is hell. Like wrestling is so freaking, I don't know if I can swear on this hard, but in the like line of fire, we were just taught be positive, be positive, think good thoughts. And I think that's where like the, the crucible of my optimistic outlook on life is is it's gonna suck and it's gonna get shitty but uh uh-uh be positive wow thanks so how ultimately because you talked about how hard wrestling is and there's a lot of heartbreak there 
um, specifically like your your go-to match, go to the state tournament and how that all played out. Yeah. It's just a crazy story. But then it happened with you and then it happened with a couple other people, you know, Clay and Michael. Yeah. And I remember talking to you about about the heartbreak of how wrestling can give you these super high highs and then these super low lows. And how do you get through that heartbreak? And then once you answer that, talk about does God impact that at all? And if so, how? Um, it's funny. The answer I want to give was you just keep your chin up. But when I was teaching, I would tell students they're not allowed to answer a question and use the word just. This mm. <laughs> is a cop out, I think. Um, I say that to adults now and they get really pissed off at me. So don't say it to adults. <laughs> Kids are a little bit more resilient. But um, so it's, it's going to the movement follows action, but also you have to have a grieving period. You know, for some of us, it's a week. For some of us, it's 25 minutes. Uh, I think another thing that wrestling has taught us, you know, if you lose in the championship round, you drop down into the consolation bracket. And sometimes, and if you lose in the consolation bracket, you're out. That's it. You're not, you're not placing. You're not, that's it. You're done. And sometimes when you drop into the consolation bracket, you have a fraction of the time in between matches. Like, you've got to go and pick your ass up, put your head back on, and go and win and to do that you just have to like just lose it you have to move forward mm. you have to fight the resistance you have to fight the devil that's inside of you and latch on to the god that's inside of you it's hard it's really freaking hard yeah that's way easier said than done so what are actionable yeah. steps that you can take to to do that well maybe first you say you have a real conversation with god and say what the hell dude yeah <laughs> I think you just be real and say that you, you sit on your ass, you cry for a second you say, what the hell? Like, I don't deserve this. And, uh, and then you, uh, it helps for me to think of pausing because I'm getting emotional <laughs> to think of my, my family and, in particular, my mom, mm. and how she's able to, you know, this woman runs 100-mile races, and you get hit on TRS a lot of those, yeah. and you feel a lot of the devil resistance in that, but uh, I, I think of her, <clears throat> and how she moves forward, just spike that, and that motivates me. Yeah, I think that's a little thing I do, and then from there, it just it, you just snowball. Wow, I think it starts inside, and then you start to do things. So, do you do you think it's a choice you make? You you actively choose to think of your mom because you could very easily think of someone else in your life who just goes down the opposite. You know, it's a snowball effect, but in the opposite direction. So, do you think that's kind of where it starts making that decision to think about those people who inspire you? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, back to your point, like sometimes you do think of the other way. Oh, yeah. I mean, you fuck up and you just, that's it. Yeah. But, you know, you gotta, you gotta fight to, to think of the, the ones that inspire you. You know, I think a lot of, I think Coach Pine, when that guy's deadlifting like 600 pounds, I think he's thinking of Jesus on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I can see that a lot in my life too. I mean, thinking about my mom, how much she's been through and how strong she yeah. is. And 
and you know now autumn my fiance it's just everything that she's been through and to me it's i mean when it was wrestling it was thinking of you i mean you you were always there and you went through a lot of the same things i did um yeah. and so i feel so lucky that i have those people to look up to like you but man like what about those people who don't you know like how do they get through and sometimes those people turn out even better than the people who yeah. had it all and so it's just that that battle in my mind of you know how trying to figure out how you come back from that adversity I, and you're right like some of them with even less somehow end up stronger and maybe it's it is i think that that resiliency is a muscle just like any muscle in our body the more strain you put on it and overcome that strain the stronger the muscle is mm, absolutely and you've talked about your your beliefs about God a lot, and I've I've learned a lot and and how you think. But ultimately, how do these beliefs impact your day to day life? Um, you know, as I mentioned, <clears throat> because I believe that God is within all of us, I try to treat everybody with the love that they deserve. Um, mm. It's a battle. There's resistance to do that there's some people that i just don't fully respect as much as others but i know that there is god within them and so i try to approach them with an open heart and, and with love and even if they've done bad to myself or my family like i just do what i can to to realize and recognize <clears throat> that there is god within that person and that is where we are all related and mm. to, to have that heart and to have it open and to show them love unconditionally. Dang, that's tough to do. And that, another thing I've noticed that you're able to do, and I respect that a lot because there's a lot of times in my life that I'm not able to, to love someone, especially one who's done me wrong or my family wrong. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's amazing that, that you're able to do that. Um, but what, and, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, don't get me wrong. Like, the guys I coached with, like Jesse and, and Michael and Clay, and Kyle are going to hear this and be like, I don't know, man. I've heard this guy <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty angry about some of the parents that like wouldn't leave him alone. So, but yeah, there's, there's a caveat to it where like, I definitely show hate towards people, but I always try to go back into myself and be like, no, love that parent because what they're doing is actually loving their son. And it's just like, just want to make sure when, the coaches hear that they're not like this guy's a fraud <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um so you talked a little bit about how your beliefs impact your your daily life but with the beliefs that you have what is your purpose here on earth again a loaded question but so you can answer however you want simply put it's to love um it's to to love it all it, it is it is a, a, a creation, it is a gift to us from something, whether you think it's the Christian God or Allah, whatever it might be, it, this is a gift. And to, to not love it is to waste that gift in every, every aspect of it, every circumstance, good or bad. And I know some people might listen to this and be like, this guy's talking out his ass, but like, <clears throat> That's it. It's to love. Um, it's to be playful and to be in the moment and to connect. Wow. How do you? How are you so selfless in that? Because a lot of people would think, 
I'm going to do just what benefits me, what's good for me, especially if you if you don't believe in God. Obviously, a lot of people who do believe in God still think like this, but was it the way you were raised or what led you to choosing love over choosing what benefits you? I, I think we had some, Joey, you and I had such incredible role models that yeah, they, they really, they lived that. I mean, mm-hmm. Coach Mike, Coach Plant, all those coaches, you know, Ray Ray, Coach Berg, like everyone, they just lived this life of service. And yep. to see the impact that it had on us individually and then Lake, the community as a whole, it's like, it, it, it just makes so much more sense. Had Coach Mike been like any other coach and been like, we're just going to run these kids in the ground until they're really good at wrestling and that's all that matters, the community itself at Lake would be significantly different. Mm-hmm. And because those, men walked the, the path of, of christ and they lived a life of service we all got to benefit from thus benefiting them so when you live mm-hmm. that life of service you're actually benefiting yourself dang i like that that's something that carson had said on his interview and he talked about how when he's a better person everyone around him is a better person and that's exactly. something yeah i don't really think about it because again my mind goes to those boxes you either serve yourself mm-hmm. or you serve others and so it's cool to see how those overlap. And thank you yeah. for pointing me back to a lot of times I wonder, man, like, how do I have this sort of optimistic outlook on life? And like you said, it's the people, it's our parents, it's Coach Mike, Coach mm-hmm. Klein, these people investing in us and instilling those values in us. So that is just super cool. Um, and then another question I love to ask everyone, and you have hit on it a lot, is do all religions lead to the same God? I was really thinking about this one <laughs> last night because it's like the, the intuitive answer I have is yes. But then I also I'll try to have an internal dialogue with myself to really like devil's advocate against it. And mm-hmm. it seems like yes. And and my own belief system is that it is all just like one big energy force creator. Um, so, so me personally, I think yes. Uh, I don't also. I also don't know if I know enough about every religion to say mm-hmm. that with confidence. But from what I know, given given what I know, given what I've experienced, I think we all lead back to the same loving energy. Okay, that's super cool. Um, so uh, the obvious contradictions from one religion to another makes you see, like for, on the surface, you think, okay, no way, because one believes in just one God and one believes in monotheism, one's polytheistic. Mm-hmm. And so like clearly on the surface, it doesn't seem like they can fit at all. So do you mm-hmm. see those apparent contradictions as human inventions? Uh, yes, I think probably because okay. even in the polytheistic beliefs, I think that when you combine all those major deities you get that one major deity which is like that loving force eternity the universe that's cool i i was talking to a guy in the sauna the other day and he's hindu and he (laughs) said that they are monotheistic and i like kind of it's like what caught off guard i was like i've learned that you guys are like the most polytheistic that it gets and he just explained to me about how kind of what you said it all leads back to one god and i forget the the name that they call 
him. But I just found that was so interesting because again, if you're not raised in that type of environment, all you know is what you know from a textbook, right? Or what you're taught yeah. from someone else or even the stereotypes that you hear. And so I just think it's so interesting to, to learn more about all religions in general. That is super cool, especially you yeah. coming from your, your nerd background. So <laughs> off script. Um, another qu question that I love to ask everyone is I ask them what their morning routine is. And I ask them this because I've read mm. so many self-help and self-improvement books and they all tell you you have to get up early and do all these things to start your day <laughs> off on the right foot but then i've also met some amazing people super successful people who just get up and start their day and don't have a yeah. super structured morning routine so it's just i'm curious about it so how do you start your day it is it is day to day for sure for me um it's also environment environment here in central oregon i first thing i do other than like biological relief, I uh, just drink so much water. Like 30 ounces of water, food, camera. And then I put on my headphones and I meditate for usually like 15 minutes, um, 10 minutes at a minimum. Before coffee or anything? Yeah, before I just drink as much water, well, drink as much water as I can. It better be 32 ounces or I failed myself. Oh, actually, I make my bed. Okay. I let Lolo out and wash these out. I make my bed and then I drink the water and then I, I sit down and I meditate. How do you not fall asleep while you're meditating? If I'm awake, I'm awake. Okay. Okay. I would probably fall asleep, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, and I then go and I make coffee. I sit down and I journal. And mm. When I journal, I write down three things that I'm grateful for. I write down three things that I want to happen that day. So like today will be a good day. Guys. And then three affirmations. So like three affirmations. I am smooth, calm, connected. Mm. And from there I just like free write whatever's on my mind. It might be like <sighs> I'm really excited to do the podcast with Joey tomorrow. But we've been trying to do this for a bit. So we're kind of going to sync up and that's it. Wow. And then from there, you do whatever you're going to do that day. Go for a bike ride, leave for work, whatever. Yeah, it depends on what, what amount of time I have left. I might go do a form of movement to just stretch for 10 minutes, go rip off some pull-ups or jump rope. Um, I like to get a little bit of movement in. Now that it's starting to get a little bit nicer here, I've been riding my bike to work, so I can just implement that in. That's awesome. Do you feel like if you don't do that, you're kind of off or you're not the same? Dude, if I don't meditate, it's bad. Like really? Yeah, like if I do not meditate, I know it by the end of the day that I did. I'll just like I'll like I've been off. Like what's going on? Like I'm stumbling over my words. I'm delayed in my thought. I like not able to find a flow state easily. And then I look back on it and I'm like I didn't meditate. Like mm. <laughs> like you idiot. Wow. Dang, that's super cool. I've heard that a lot from a lot of people who, whatever it is, whether it's reading their Bible or working out, if they don't do mm -hmm. it in the morning, they feel off. So I think that is super cool. And it's important for a lot of people. Um, yeah. And then another thing I ask every single person who I get the opportunity to talk to is what advice would you give to me at my age to help me live my best life? So I was trying to think to when you're when I was running, 
and your brother FaceTime me to tell you the tell me that you and Autumn got engaged. Which, you know, congrats again on that. And obviously, congrats enough to you on that. Thank um, you. I think I said something along the lines of let go. Mm. Like, let go. You surrender. Um, don't, don't flex on any given moment. Don't flex on any given thing. Let go. There's this story of a man who fell into a river. And there was a waterfall approaching that was sure death. And there were onlookers as they watched this man float down the river to his absolute death. He falls off the waterfall and everybody watches. And the next thing they notice, he's standing on a rock a lot. And everybody runs down to be like, what the heck happened? What, what happened? He just explained that he let go and adhered to and became the water. And because of that, because he was loose in the moment, because he surrendered and let go, he was able to survive the turmoil that is the bottom of a waterfall. Wow. And I think when I was 24, I was flexing on everything. I was, to use the term that my wrestlers with John Curley used, I was a muscle dick. And I wish I would have let go more. And I think if you do that, you can start to broaden your vision to see other opportunities for, for love and for growth. Dang, that's so cool. That's so funny because I remember learning in biology class about a tornado that that picked this guy up and they found him over a mile away from his house where he was and he survived. And the only reason he survived is because he he passed out and literally was his body was so no. limp. Yeah. And so when when he hit the ground, he wasn't tense or anything. And I just I kind of looked at that as a metaphor for life. And and when yeah. we try to resist things and how it ends up hurting us more but that's just so funny that you said that about the waterfall that's cool yeah well think about even like in wrestling when we practice rows you know yeah if you don't want to get messed up as the person getting thrown you have to be loose yeah absolutely all right chad i have so many more questions but that's all the time we have is there any final remarks anything else you want to say before we end this thing um just everybody it's listening, you know, step forward with love, connect, be present, um, see God and everyone, see God in everyone. Gosh, dang it. Great advice from a very wise person. Chad, I always love talking to you and I appreciate you coming <laughs> on here, being willing to let me pick your brain, ask you some super tough questions and not being afraid to give your honest answers. I just, I appreciate it way more than you'll ever know. I love you so much. I love you, Illy, Illy SM. I love you so much. Illy SM. And as always, love one another. Thank you for listening to God Talks with Joey Oswald.